song and dance. What does that smell? Alice thinks it's bad luck to change her socks. Apologies. Time anomalies causing olfactory distortion. Altering atmosphere to compensate. Well, thank you, Alice. And once you do that, we can start episode number 66 of the Retro Rewind podcast. Podcast initialized. Mission identified. Amiga Baron. 1992. Co-hosts online. Auditory analysis online. All systems nominal. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago, so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 66. There you can leave us a comment on the episode. You can find links to subscribe to the podcast or review us in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can also find a link to support us on Patreon. Speaking of which, I want to say a special thank you to our patrons who helped, you know, our reflux capacitor sometimes just needs to be hit with bats because it just won't work. And so no. these guys contributed some bats so that Paul and I could... Uh, Knock it good. into place. Exactly. You know, it's just sometimes that's how you fix things. It's mechanics, yeah. <laughs> or break things. Luckily, we knew where to hit and how hard. Exactly. But uh, anyway, regardless of bats or whatever, we want to thank Brian Keating, Jake Arsenault, Andrew Legrieve, Michael Kelso, and some secret patrons as well. So thank you guys so much for your support. My name? They w- wish to rename Anonymous? Apparently. They wish to be left alone. Anonymous? What is that from? I wish to remain anonymous. No, oh, it's Scrooge. <laughs> he says he wishes to be left alone. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not implying maybe, that some maybe. of our secret patrons are Scrooge. I'm well, just saying. I introduced myself. Maybe I should just introduce the master interrupter. But hey, that'd be unseemly. Um, my name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and don't discover dugouts daily. Okay. Yeah, I mean, why not? And I predicted that A League of Their Own would be a nostalgic movie. And I am joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Paul, the master interrupter, Powers. Hi, Paul. So you're not John Lovitz? No, I am not John Lovitz. Okay. Oh, hi, Francisco. (laughs) Hi. Paul, my trivial question for you is, all of the injuries and bruises in the film, A League of Their Own, were real injuries that the actors received during filming. Uh, what even the one with the w- one on that woman's leg yeah, that was yeah i read apparently that lasted for like a few months afterwards how did she do that from sliding i guess yeah i, I don't know i oh, don't recall but no i <sighs> yeah i hope ridiculous. that's not true well that's oh. what imdb people well, put, well so. you know they've been known to be wrong from that's time to time and true. i hope this is one of those times that they're that's wrong true and regardless though my question to you is what is the most uh, dramatic or traumatic injury that you sustained while being a youth pastor? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, injury. No lost limbs, I don't think. No, I haven't broken any I can tell you the most terrifying moment as a... <laughs> that works. Let's go with that. We were camping in the in the woods, and I scoped this place out, and I read, like, oh, there's possible, uh, you know, mountain lions or snakes and things like that. And I talked to the the uh, camp, not those uh, park rangers, mm-hmm. and I said, is, what's the deal with that? It's like, oh, that's not the season for that. This is a good time to go camping. Oh, okay. And so we're there. It's the middle of the night. So they thought. And... I kid you not, I was woken up by this this growl that was so heavy, and it was right by, my head was right by the tent wall, and the tents are like this thin, you know, like paper thin, like tissue, and it's rubbing against, and it's a bear, and I... That was the most freaked out I ever remember being in my oh entire my life. Because it rattled the whole oh. tent with its just its and <laughs> oh my god! And here I am in charge of you know fifteen kids or so on this camp out, and uh, 
there's a bear nudging in. Fr- so, so yeah. What, how did you get rid of it, or did it just eventually go away? It eventually went away, um, but luckily wow. enough, what the Rangers didn't tell me is that oh, they're pretty much tame bears, and they go from campsite to campsite looking for food oh. and everything. But <laughs> there's like oh, I talked to him the next day. I was like, hey, you didn't tell me. Oh well, those guys are harmless. They <laughs> come by all the time. Harmless, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But I didn't know that being woken up by this exactly. you know, creature that's rattling the whole tent. Anyway. <laughs> Wow. Sorry. Way so, not uh, baseball related, but cool. No, and, and not injury related, but uh, no. that was the most frightened I've ever been anyway. Totally. And I predicted this movie would be classic. Really? Okay, cool. A lot of people liked it. That's why they voted it up. <laughs> good point. Good point. Um, so hopefully it doesn't frighten you, good listener, that we do not have a guest host this time. Apparently... <gasps> For baseball movies that the Retro Rewind podcast covers, we have this apparently thing going where it's just going to be me and Paul. So I guess get used to that. Actually, we had one lined up, but then yes. uh, her husband returned from World War II and decided not to show up for it. I hate it when that happens. Every yeah. time. Jeez. Yeah. <sighs> People and their Gina relationships. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's just going to be me and Paul. Uh, but uh, hopefully or we'll... Paul and I. Paul and it's I. going to be... Me, myself, and Paul. It's going to be Paul and I or me and Paul. This isn't the punctuation I... police. Let's Sorry, continue on with yes. the show. Paul, please enter the course for Alice. Yes, Alice, uh, change your socks and let's <laughs> <laughs> have a discussion uh, between me and Francisco and the person that Apologies. left... Oh, no problem. Let's uh, let's talk about a uh, league of their own and then let's uh, see what we've been up to lately and maybe some feedback and announcements. Sounds good. Uh, Alice, when you find the World War II setting to go back to that time for this movie, which isn't really this time. Um, Alice, I'm, sort of, I'm, I'm nose diving here. Get me out of here. Alert. Alert. Target located. Spoilers. Incoming. Engaging Retro Rewind Reactor. A League of Their Own has critics cheered. Two thumbs up. Tom Hanks is hilarious. Gina Davis is a delight. And Madonna is marvelous. Hands down the best movie of the summer. A League of Their Own. Rated PG. At theaters now. Not so much at theaters now, but uh, here's what we remember about A League of Their Own. Male baseball players have to go to World War II, so baseball leagues get women to play. They also ask Tom Hanks to take a break from trying to save Private Ryan to manage the all-female team fielded by Gina Davis, Madonna, and Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, Gina and her sister, Tank Girl, have a misunderstanding and then reconcile. Uh, yeah. Is there a- what was wrong with that? Tom Hanks isn't... It's not the same Saving Private Ryan. He doesn't come back from that. Oh, I thought you were making a joke. I was. Oh, but you <laughs> just wanted to push it. You inserted jokes just so you could push the button. No. Okay. I didn't know what you're talking about, Paul. <laughs> that wasn't Madonna. Uh, yeah. Okay, maybe technically I was fudging things just for the sake of Inception sound effect. But, Paul, how is this movie technically made? A League of Their Own was a TV series that started after the movie that we're about to cover. That so came why out don't in... you give us the technicals for that movie? All since right, we're covering that movie. All right, the League of Their Own movie was <laughs> rated PG, and it runs 128 minutes and came out on July 1st, 1992, of the US of A. It's directed by Penny Marshall. And went on to star such actors as Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, Lori Petty, Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell, um, Gary Marshall, John Lovitz, and Lone Star. <laughs> Lone Star? And uh, several other people. Yeah, lots Including of uh, Francis from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> he was? Yeah, he was the, the adult of the little kid. That was like nah, 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 nah. that's where I recognized him. I could have sworn I, 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 he looked so familiar. Okay, yeah, good to know. Okay, very nice. 
What uh, episode is Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Uh, <laughs> Got him. <laughs> you know what, Paul? I can only retain so much information in this noggin of mine. Uh, that would be RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 60... 60. Is it? 60. Uh, of course, wow. 60. Of course. Of course. What else would it be? I have no idea. Um, so go back and listen to that if you're curious. Our thoughts, our brief thoughts on Francis. But hey, you know what? Let's give our thoughts about, especially what we liked about A League of Their Own. Um, oh, thanks for asking. This movie's budget was about four hundred million, not four hundred, forty million dollars, and went on to gross almost, uh, about two hundred million dollars, including rentals. I guess you'd say they knocked it out of the park. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, you so hit a home run with that one, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Wounding. Wounding. What? Space time anomaly detected. Whoa. And, and more time travelers. What? Intruder Alice, what's going on? Not bad. Huh? Oh, whoa! Wh- 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 Who are what? you guys? Wh- where'd you guys come Wait, from? Wait, you look like me. Yeah, you and you like look like me. me. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I am you. Do you Jeez. interrupt me too? I he interrupts me all the time. Oh, no wonder. Guys, guys, Wait, guys. Who are you? We're we're you from the future, and we came back to tell you something very specific. If you're you. And I'm me, and you're me. What are we thinking of? That's allergies. Whoa. <laughs> we, need, we came back in time to tell the listeners that A League of Their Own is a disputed, nostalgic movie. So be forewarned that they may only enjoy seeing it again if they've seen it before. Now we got to go. Back to our own time. But, but wait, why, why are you guys... Why'd you come back here? What What's going on? You'll see. So, uh, Paul, let's start with you. What is something you liked about A League of Their Own? Uh, one of the things that I liked was uh, that we always talk about is the credits. And I liked how the credits were infused with the story. It kept going. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't like, you know... Slam and get your attention, like oh, these credits are cool, but it wasn't just black screen with white text flowing by for the first couple minutes. So yeah, well, and I thought the credits were starting out great, being over actual like dialogue and sort yeah, of laying exactly. out who these characters are, but then they went all Karate Kid on us with their bus trip to the stadium, and it's like okay, let's listen to music while we're watching cross. Oh, I didn't travel. notice that part. Well, speaking of music, what did you think of the music of this film? I. It was okay. I didn't really notice it all that much. That's what I felt. I thought, and I couldn't put it as a like or a dislike. I thought it was good. Like, it did its job, but it wasn't outstanding. A, because it didn't have a theme. You know, a memorable theme. (laughs) Yeah. But it wasn't bad either. You know, it was, it swelled when it was supposed to, and some of the songs were appropriate for the time, so. Yeah. But it wasn't anything to... So I, I didn't find it noteworthy, but I was wondering how you felt. So you felt the same. Yeah, okay. pretty much. The, I'm curious what you thought about the Madonna song. Oh, that's one of the things that I have on my dislike is I thought it slowed... I mean, at the end, it was... I thought the movie had a, a long but great ending, um, which is something that I liked. I thought it, it, it wasn't the right tone. It was yeah. maybe a little too slow. Yeah. I mean, it was fine for like a different movie, a different time, mm-hmm. or a different. Um, I don't know. I just thought it it was it didn't match well. Yeah, I, but and I want to say that one of our longtime listeners, uh, Rachel, one, she actually really liked the that Madonna song, which is great. I mean, it's it's fine by itself, but I mm-hmm. don't think it matches well with the tone of this movie, the way it, it was telling the story and then ending with that and it definitely was stuck in my head afterwards uh, there's something well, that, very sticky I, about it i don't know why. yeah that which is a testament to the song in itself like i said mm-hmm. i don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with the song i just didn't think it matched at that moment yeah i could i could totally see that 
Um, something I liked about this movie was I, I thought it was so sweet. Uh, Marla and her dad, their sort of relationship and yeah. how he was like, it's my fault. I, I raised her as a boy and, and that's why. And just, I, I don't know. It, it, it just seemed is really charming uh, how they related to one another and um, and how yeah. happy he was when he, she got married. And I just really yeah. enjoyed that aspect. I was bummed that she left the team early because I thought, wow, she's really good. Why are no, but that that's a good like but at least now she's taken care of for her life, you know? Yeah. This yeah. is just a small part of her life, but now like before, like if she hadn't gone through that, who knows where oh, she would be with her dad still, I didn't you know think what I mean? about that. That's a really good point. Wow. So it it was I thought it yeah, it was disappointing that she left you know, mid season. Mm-hmm. Um but you know that scene actually got me choked up, and I was surprised. Like when oh, really? her dad was fighting for, her, like, look, mm-hmm. it's my fault. Please yeah. give her a chance. It was really touch, yeah. uh, touching. So totally, I, I completely agree. I, it was a surprise to me that it was, I found it that touching, but it was yeah. it was really well done. Do you think that it was? It seemed all the more touching because of the abrasiveness and coldness of uh, John Lovett's character. Which I think he played really. I mean, John Lovitz did a great job oh, yeah. playing a sleazy he slime ball. You know, did. so um, one of those people you're done picking cows. Yeah. <laughs> um, some lines I, I ashamedly laughed at. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if it was because of his, um, you know, the opposites. But what really touched me was the dad was like, you know, don't blame my daughter for my mistakes. Yeah. I don't think he really made any mistakes. Oh, but yeah. the fact that he laid himself on the line for mm-hmm. her was, I think, the touching part. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, I'll, I'll go with something else I liked. Um, oh, I liked a lot of Tom Hanks' lines. I thought a lot of his I comedy- was about to say that. Let's rewind just a little bit. Another reason that I think uh, the dad's speech was a touch was so touching was because I think it was very well written and really made a connection that way. Mm-hmm. So, and you know what? I speaking of well written, I loved Tom Hanks's lines. I thought yeah. so many. Not of them, all of them, but oh, yeah, yeah, some not, of yeah. them were really yeah. Yes, yes. Like I really, enjoy, I really liked um, at the end when uh, he's trying to convince Dai to stay. And yeah, uh, that's she's like, yeah, it's too hard. And he's like, um, I forget exactly, but he ends up with saying, uh, hard is what makes it great. And I just, I love that. And yeah, that, that speech right there is probably the best written speech in the entire movie. Yeah. Um, not quite as good as Bill Pullman's Independence Day speech, but. I don't know because Bill Pullman's speech was kind of like forced and contrived. It felt a little to me. Really? Yeah, virtualregionpodcast.com slash 16. And I never, I it's a, it's a fun motivational speech, but it's also kind of cheesy in yeah. a bit of a way. Where this, where Tom Hanks' speech here, I didn't feel it was cheesy at all. I thought it was, felt oh. very true. Oh, it absolutely felt true. Oh my, well, and I, I think that's also, I mean, that speaks, I think, to Tom Hanks. He's just, I, I he's always been a favorite of mine in terms of actors. Well, sure. He's America's number one sweetheart. So. He is? I thought that <laughs> oh, was yeah, Julia as, Roberts. No, as far as the most liked um, celebrity, him and Oprah are the top two. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Huh. Good to know. So, and we're number three and four, right, Paul? Um, when we get that status, <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Uh, Paul, is something else you liked? I I did like the the cast the variety in this cast. Yeah, I I thought um, it was though I you know I enjoyed and I really enjoyed that they had such a varied cast of people that we saw go on to do more things like Rosie O'Donnell did her show, Madonna of course had her singing career, um, Tom Hanks went on to co-star with Wilson. You know, really really cool things. Sure. Um, but, but uh, one thing that sort of marred it a little bit for me was reading the the trivia. And again, this could be made up on IMDb. I don't know. But uh, one of them, one of the trivia things was that Madonna actually wrote a letter. And in the letter to someone 
I think they were filming in Chicago and she wrote to someone in New York, said how she hid it there and there were no handsome men in Chicago and uh, she didn't like her co-stars. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I may not have gotten that complete right, so don't quote me on Madonna. Uh, but, but that was like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that that happened. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like hearing that everyone got along, just like uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Everyone, you know, they all got along, as far as I can tell from the documentaries. You know, I wasn't there. Uh, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, well. So, yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, I thought the cast was varied enough that each character was very different from each other. Except, mm-hmm. Well, the ones that they chose to highlight. Yeah. Um, I almost so, wish they had highlighted more the the girl who couldn't read. I thought that was a unique touch. And Yeah, I'm having to save that from my other part. Okay. Um, and the... I, I I did like at the end that they showed... It seemed like they showed actual real... Um, I'm going to say all-stars, but people that actually played in the All-American Girl Baseball League in mm. the in the end of the movie, I thought that was mm-hmm. a really cool touch. Yeah. Oh, do you have anything else before your classic makers? I have one more thing. Okay, cool. So this was a dislike, so that's why I'm. it's it's now moved to like. For, for pretty much the whole beginning and the whole end, I'm like, why is everyone else except Gina Davis, like real old people. And Gina Davis is the only one who has old makeup on, you know, to make her look old. Oh, I didn't realize there was another actor. A- actress, yeah. Um, that was That's one of the actress. things I was very impressed. Yeah. On, the older, the older actors that they got because you, yeah, the, the girl looked like she, they had the high cheekbones mm-hmm. and everything. And throughout the entire film, I kept asking Valley, do you think that's Gina Davis? Because it looks I like. I thought it was, yeah. Yeah, I, I was... but I thought, man, that makeup is incredible. Like, really good if yeah. it is. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. The, the person that they got to play Kit as she was older mm-hmm. had like the same facial expressions mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, that was very well casting. So yeah, that that was that was on my negative list because I'm like, come on, make the effort of making everyone else old. But no, it was just that was a different actress. So yeah, with with Gina Davis's and um, what was Kit's actress's name? Tank Girl. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what's funny? I don't know her from Tank Girl. I know her from In the Army now. Yes, yes, Lori Petty. Lori Petty. I know yeah. her from actually I know her, but I've never seen Tank Girl. But I was like, I know I've seen her in many different things, yeah. but the only thing that came to mind was Tank Girl. Oh, okay. Uh she's in Free Willy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Several many different things. Anyway, I Sorry. I People. I liked that they they did their voices, they ADR'd their voices over those uh, older actresses. That's what I was saying. But, it's like because she's they certainly sound like Yeah. It wasn't their actual voices, but it yeah. it definitely looked like them to the point where I thought they just put makeup on Gene Davis and is so that was amazing. But let's talk about what most amazed us about a leak of their own. Uh, let's start with you, Paul. Amazing. <laughs> That you started with me. I can't believe it for the first time. <laughs> no. <laughs> I really like the story element of um, starting off with the reunion and going into the flashback and then having the reunion at the end. And it was a great way to show. And for some reason, like, this really got my heart straight. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I watched this at the end of a long work week. Oh, maybe. But huh. like, I I was just my eyes were watered through most of that end scene where like they're re- reuniting and and it was like they're paying tribute to them. I don't know why, but I thought it was they you know had some touching things to say. And you know what you you speaking about that made me think of another thing I liked. So I'll just interrupt real quick. That's um, fine because I have something to interrupt too. <laughs> sort of going as I started watching this movie, I I was just not into it for whatever reason, and I was mm-hmm. just like, okay, I just I had to watch this. I got to watch it, so I'm watching it. And you know what? After a little bit, like once they started, once they got to the field and were practicing, I I finally got sort of in the rhythm of the movie, and I I think the whole movie is paced really well. That's something yeah. that's sometimes a gripe, but I thought this was paced really well uh, for two hours, and I never felt 
bored except for the beginning, but that was more me than the movie. You know what I thought was amazing was the scene where they were in the cornfield and they said, uh, build it. No, 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 amazed corn. No, no, (laughs) not that kind of amazing. But with the, when they're in the, um, when the letter comes where someone had, you know, someone's husband had died and Mm -hmm. they didn't know because up to that they were laughing and then all of a sudden it was like, boom, it's like, okay, there's like tension. And then there was just pure sadness. And it was like, it was only a short time and, and it gripped you real quick. And mm-hmm. you were like there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Was, I was, and I, having forgotten this movie, I can't remember if it was uh, Dottie or Betty Spaghetti. So it yeah, it's it like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that was that scene was really well done. Yeah. Um, something else that I thought was really well done, and I, I sort of spoke on Tom Hanks's lines, but I loved his overall growth from a character standpoint where he started out just like could care less about these girls and was just there sure. for a paycheck. And, and the way they showed his progression to um, actually investing in them, mm-hmm. I, I thought was really awesome. And I also, I, I, I love that. It, again, it's a weird sort of, uh, I don't know if simile is the right word, but uh, parallel. You love Tom Hanks. That's, no, that's no, what no. it is. That's not what I was going to say. To uh, Angels in the Outfield, it seems these baseball movies have um, a lot of faith elements, at least the ones we're covering, because I really oh, liked... Oh, yeah. I, I, liked, I thought it was cute how he did his... He's like, oh, let's get out of this church, and he turns around and crosses himself. Um, well, he said this, it doesn't work or this doesn't matter yeah, so right oh, before he does was. that. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end when he... The prayer he gives, I really, I, I really thought that was a powerful prayer. It wasn't just like... Hey, let's win. It's no like that. Let them give their best um, yeah. and see this to the end. I thought that that was really compelling to me. Right. So I thought it was a fine, but not, you know, Tom Hanks most left there. All right, <laughs> upset. Hard to argue. Um, before we get to the things we did not like about a League of Their Own, Wait, th- what was your most liked? Tom Hanks. I just said all his right, growth I as a know. character. Wow, I, know. I, I thought you said one one of the other things that I liked. I didn't know it was your most liked. No, that was okay, my classic. Sorry, here. no, my, maybe maybe I did not specify. So thank you, Paul. Maybe you know what history shows that you have been right, and I was like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> so maybe I have ADD or something. I don't know. But anyway, let's go. Let's go uh, to Facebook where we got lots of feedback uh, for a league of their own. Uh, Rachel Wunsch said, "There's no crying in baseball." Uh, such a quotable movie, definitely. Um, def- I, I added definitely. Uh, I watch that movie every year, and the end credits is fantastic. The all Amer- the the all American girls baseball league still had it in their old age, and the Madonna song is an instant classic. Uh, Nate Henderson, who you can listen to on the Pop Mockers podcast, uh, said, "I remember it being an entertaining, sometimes heartfelt movie with good performances by a majority of the cast, with some exceptions." Cough, Bill Pullman, cough. Um, I don't know why I said <laughs> cough. I should have just coughed. <laughs> anyway. Well, I appreciate it because I, I may have not known if you were really coughing. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a time when I could even stand Rosie O'Donnell, so that's saying something. I'd rate it a classic based on its uniqueness and the fact that I wouldn't mind watching it now and showing it to my kids when they get older. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Poor Nate Anderson... Poor Rosie, yeah. Uh, Nate Anderson also added uh, the TV series The League of Their Own, however, was an entirely different matter. Did Shut you ever see that? I didn't know. I, I had no it. idea there was such a thing. I didn't either till I was researching this. So, and yeah, you, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. And then Chrissy Ruiz, my lovely wife, who you can hear on the last episode, uh, said, I remember really liking this movie and watching it several times. In fact, I think it was one of the ones my mom and dad both liked as well. Sorry, I just had a creepy moment. You said that you, you can hear her on the last podcast, last episode? Yeah. Like, Can't I was thinking, wait. oh, the last one ever. Like, whatever one we're oh, doing, geez. she's going to be on the last one. It was like, oh, that's kind of trippy. Whoa. <laughs> that would be Sorry. a good bookend to, you know, yeah. Superman 3. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was, um, no, the, um, 
Um, Fifth Element. Isn't that number one? Oh, well, that... Well, in our sequence... <sighs> Sidetrack for podcast meta talk. Um, that was our uh, episode our 15. But yeah, her and I recorded it as sort of a, a prototype episode. So... Okay, in, so number one is uh, Superman, Superman 3. three. Yes. With but the, three the first one recorded is number 15. Correct. Okay. Keep that space-time continuum straight. Anyway, uh, we also, because it's just going to be me and Paul this time, we really wanted the, our, our listeners at our Facebook page, which you can get to by going to retrorewindpodcast.com slash group and join our Facebook group there. We do mo- the majority of our interaction there. And we ask people, what, how do you rate this movie? Classic, nostalgic, tragic? Rachel said, um, hands down classic. Uh, Danae Burge said classic and nostalgic. That's interesting. Brian said, oh, he was just asking if I needed a guest host this time. Thank you, Brian, for asking about that. We got worked out and we I communicated with you about that. But thank you for being an awesome You guest. don't need to go in that detail. Aaron Wallace said, absolutely classic. So well done. So well done. So funny. I love it. Uh, Ryan Jackson also add another non-comment. <laughs> give, you a, give you a hard time, Ryan. Uh, he said, I never saw it. So my addition as a third voice would be, would be considered as a non-participant. Yep. Uh, then so he participated by being a non-participant. Exactly. It's interesting, huh? Whoa. Uh, this show's better if you're on drugs. <laughs> I would assume I'm not on any right now. <laughs> there was uh, more interaction between me and Brian and Christy a little bit, but then, uh, oh, this is kind of funny. I'll just add this in as sort of not related to the voting, but funny. Um, Brian said, uh, we had mentioned we're trying something a little different this episode. And Brian said, does the, this involve ventriloquism? And I said, uh, no, it doesn't. And then you said a little known fact that the show's always involves ventriloquism. Wait, uh, you said that? The no, listener? you said that. And oh, me, Brian, Paul yeah, said Paul, that. Paul, Paul. Oh, okay. Master you were talking Raptor to the listener. That. No. Um, and then Brian said, Wow, this show that. keeps getting more meta. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, we're almost done here, guys. Hang in there. Eric Purcell said, uh, I do believe that I last watched this in high school on one of those lazy last days. Judging from the two or three times I've seen this movie, I would rate it a classic, and there's no crying in podcasting, you guys. Just remember that. So, oh. <laughs> uh, then uh, Deborah Powers, who you can hear on past episodes, uh, she said, although I loved this movie when I saw it the first time, I would predict a nostalgic as I haven't watched it since. Ha ha. Well, whose fault is that? Yours or the movies? I guess she's blaming the movies. <laughs> Obviously, the movies. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm listening to your. Oh, I'll say I'll save that for the for the feedback section. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for adding your uh, your votes. Input. And Paul, did you, you have more were you, input? Were you tallying uh, that count? No, I I I'm not wet, oh, so I what? wasn't tallying. Oh my gosh! Don't forget to bring a towel. Um, oh, tallying like tally ho. Yes. So if we tally all those up, that is five classics and two nostalgics, meaning the our listeners have read a league of their own, a classic movie. So what was the, the rating? How many for classic? How many for nostalgic? Wow. You do have a DED. I just said that. No, you said they rated it. Well, how many was each? That's why I said five for one. Oh, we will incorporate that into our firing solution later on. But first, five the two count. Yes. What? I'm Thanks. interrupting. Sorry. Keep going. Paul, why don't you interrupt me with the thing you didn't like about a league of their own? Oh my gosh! You know what really threw me out of the the movie when the bus driver quits. Did you see him from a distance pick up the dirt and then throw it in yeah, the lady's what was face? That, deal? that was that was horrible. Yeah, that was downright degrading, like in a most inappropriate way. It's like, holy cow, that was out of nowhere. Yeah, like that, that was a bit odd. And that kid, yeah. man, jeez. Oh yeah, really? Why don't you tell us about the kid? You love the kid? No, he guess. would not he, listen. 
to any authority. Okay. To any authority. I mean, he was so extreme that it almost didn't bother me as much. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing that he could stay with them. Yeah. I don't know what that what the deal with that was. Apparently, um, I forget if this is Wikipedia or IMDb, but apparently children really weren't allowed in the dugout in real life. But mm. I, I see why they did for this for the movie. Uh, something I didn't like about A League of Their Own was, and this is sort of the antithesis of my most loved, man, Tom Hanks starts out as such a jerk. Oh my goodness, is is really off-putting at first. This leads into my most hated thing. Okay. If you want to, if you want to go there, go there. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll two part it. Okay. Okay. The th- we'll, I'll start off with my most hated thing is that Tom Hanks was, there was a lot of, um, he was such an unlikable person for mm-hmm. most of the film. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to have a leading character to be so, such a jerk that whole time, mm-hmm. or at least for most of the time. I can see that. So that, that was very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, to me i wish that yeah he could have had the same qualities but maybe not been such a jerk like that whole scene there's no crying in baseball mm-hmm. he's a real jerk there. yeah a lot is. of people remember the line but i didn't remember how much of a jerk he was being like the reason why she's crying is because how much of a jerk he's being like, yeah exactly that and you know, that's the movie in a nutshell. Everyone remembers that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's that that was very frustrating. To be continued. Uh, something else I didn't like uh, was I don't see how the whole scene where they they sneak they off to the, the not cafe, oh, the but bar? the diner, a bar. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't see how. It, it pulled me out of the movie that Madonna could just have all this dancing stuff and just do it off the cuff with everyone there and everyone just knew the moves and did the flips. And that just seemed, it seemed like that's something um, you'd have to choreograph. You couldn't just do that. You can, um, but you have to do it a lot. So that kind of dance It's kind of like um, oh, people okay. who swing dance a lot. Mm-hmm. There's some basic steps in that. And when the most advanced one is like the picking up and twirling. So when you go to these dances, you dance with people you've never danced with before um, some of the time. And because there's a basic rhythm behind it, and if you do it enough, you can keep up with it. All right. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. That's what been my experience from right. when I went swing dancing in I, the past. Okay. I will I will take your word for it. I did not. So she's the kind of gal that would would you say that she's the kind of gal that would often go out dancing? Yeah. Okay. I I I, I, I secede. Now, if it was the girl that was yes, like I sheltered and she was actually I don't know why they let her sing if the entire band yeah, was that against was a bit it. Odd. But if she was doing those kind of flips and things, I would I would agree with you okay. because that's not her character that goes out dancing a lot. All right. So she point. wouldn't be a uh, what was disagreeable about this movie, though, to you, Paul? Um, I said there was a lot of characters and a good cast, but I was there wasn't like to me there wasn't qu- like a quote unquote normal person gal to follow. Everyone had um, was it a bit too extreme or um, yes, yeah. yes. So even like what was the spaghetti girl? If they put her more in, or like somebody mm-hmm. who you know that was a little bit more average, and yeah. because they had like half the team was average, but it was like, hey, what's going on with those people? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but maybe I'm just focusing too much on on the background and not enough on the main characters. And you know what's interesting about that is that I felt like the main character Gina Davis, uh, Gina Davis's yeah. Dottie. I I don't know what it was. I felt like Gina Davis just wasn't there. I mean, almost like... Oh, she played it subtle. It's way too subtle, apparently, to me. I felt like she was way too reserved. I I just... I don't know what... And and I was wondering, maybe this is based on a real character, and that's how they were, like a real person, and that's just how they were, so they were just doing... And she was just doing that. But as far as I could Mm. tell, um, Dottie Henson or Henson... From this movie was was serve serve based on another person, but not not was not based on someone named that same name who actually existed. Uh, Maybe 
So I can uh, see that. Yeah, it just bothered me. I, I just felt like, especially her reluctance to play baseball when she was obviously so good at it. it yeah, that, that was. There's, I, mean, I can understand that only because of uh, my graphic design thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like a graphic design wizard or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I can do it, but I don't like it. And people ask me, well, why don't you do it more? It's kind of like, because I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, bad example because I'm not a whiz, but <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Uh, but, uh, but, but I, I see yeah. what you're saying. I, I guess you you like what you like. I I suppose like yeah. Michael Jordan, he probably I guess he got tired of basketball. That's why I wanted to play baseball, and so he stopped playing basketball. Yeah, I don't know. Want to try something new, or maybe maybe she just felt like it wasn't enough of a challenge though. That's all these, all this is speculation. Doesn't really come sure. across in the film. Um, but uh, oh, speaking of speculation, yeah, this is something that came up uh, between me and my wife, and I wanted to know what you thought. Okay, hmm. when Dottie at the end of the World Series tells the the pitcher to throw the balls high to her sister Kit, mm-hmm. I thought, and then she like looks at her sister, you know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I took it as okay. Kit was hitting, was always swinging for the high balls before they joined the league. Mm-hmm. This is a way to test her little sister's growing uh, and strength. Like, did she really learn something through the professional training and everything? Hmm. But my wife looked at it as. No, she's using insider information to try to get her sister out and win the game. I kind of—that's how I read it, and I thought okay. it was a bit of hubris to just assume that she was, wouldn't have grown at all. That she yeah. would just—and that—and I almost feel like I—I I, I knew that was going to happen almost once once really? she went out and talked to the pitcher. I mean, obviously, I'd seen this before. But I had forgotten this, the sequence. And once she went out and said to the pitcher, oh, just throw high. She's, she always swings from her, whatever she says. Yeah. It's just it's like, oh, well, she's going to hit this last one or something because she's going to have figured it out because they set it up in the beginning that she's not going to do it. I mean, maybe it, it's so you almost- thought that. So do you think her sister was helping her out or, or her, oh. her intention was to help her out? No, no. I don't okay. think so. I think she's just like convinced she was so sure of herself oh, that okay. her sister was one way and just going to mm-hmm. stay that way because she wouldn't listen. Oh, interesting. Happened. See, I looked at it. I guess I was looking on the glasses or hoping that she was trying to help her at sister it out. Way. It's like, yeah, it's like, okay, but, this is a, a true test of her strength. Let's do this. Let's see if she's learned. Well, I mean, I was about to say, I, I, she doesn't seem to do anything to indicate that she's willing to throw a game for her sister, but she is willing to like leave the league or to get out of baseball. Exactly. She wanted to be traded from the team, not her sister, that kind of thing. But I don't, I don't see her character. Well, do you think she dropped the ball on purpose? I guess it's open to speculation. Oh, that part. I, I don't think so. I don't think. Yeah, she I, but I do like how it it enabled her younger sister to branch out on her own and have that self confidence that she needed to to really go out and do what she wanted to do. You know, Paul, that leads me right into my tragic maker. With uh, you said you like that Kit grew from that. Yeah, but I despised Kit in this movie. Really? Actually, despise probably is a bit too strong. I okay. really did not like her. Just her neediness really? and needing to be where her sister was and like, oh, look at me, look at me. I, I just, it really bothered me. Hey, Francisco, are you the oldest of your siblings? Yeah. So Okay. Should I because, how does that I don't know because in, I, I'm, I, because I think you don't understand that struggle. That's a, you know what that is completely legitimate. I have no idea. I am you are a firstborn. Yes. I I am married to a firstborn. My own yeah. I I have three younger brothers, so I don't know. Maybe they would feel differently. Um, 
You don't do you? Uh, yeah. So you didn't like the fact that she was struggling to be in her sister's shadow instead of branching out on her own. She yeah, I, just sucked it up and did what she was supposed to do. Yeah, well, not did what she was supposed to do, but if if she really wants baseball that bad, then oh, I guess spaceball. <laughs> there goes the planet. <laughs> baseball i guess this era wasn't the time to just oh you can just go out and make it happen on your own no that's probably not going to happen um so i i don't know what options or avenues really open to her other than this of having to go along with her sister um but i i felt like that one fight they have at the end or in the hotel where she's like so adamant that you did this to me yeah that just drove me up the wall i was just like shut up with that yeah um, You're not even making sense. You're just <laughs> expressing your feelings. You need to shut up now. <laughs> I know. It is very heartless of me to say that. I completely <laughs> recognize that, but I feel like I have a little bit of leeway since it's just a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to think that I would not be that incompassionate. I am a, a somewhat incompassionate person, but I'd like to think I'm not that incompassionate to a real That's person. another podcast for another time. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what was the thing you hated most? Get me out of this... Give me all this the whole thing that I hated most was Tom Car- Tom Hanks is a really likable guy, oh. but he plays a jerk, and it's like, darn it, I had to sit through you being a jerk. Oh, like you mean that him as an actor is a likable guy, or he becomes a likable guy, and you had that you had to sit through the bad part. I don't know if he becomes all that. It doesn't become a hundred percent likable. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, he does have a growth, mm-hmm. but it's not like. Uh, like, okay, you're not a jerk anymore. He's still strong. He's still, which is a testament to his own character, I mm-hmm. guess, because, you know, he's, he's, he, he'll be in there for the fight unless he gets alcohol in him. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I felt like if it was completely a 180, it'd be a little che- unreal, cheesy or unrealistic. Yeah. yeah. Um, then, uh, don't have him start so low. Uh, that's, you know, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. With that, all our targeting information is into the firing computer. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. All right. Do we rate a league of their own, a classic? We would recommend it to anyone, whether they've seen it before or not. A nostalgic, we would only recommend it to people who have seen it before. Or a tragic, we would not recommend it to anybody. Let's. So our audience said classic, or our our listeners are on the Facebook group. Go retroreonpodcast.com slash group and give me a part of that. Um, uh, they read classic. Paul, what say you? I say nostalgic because uh, as as well of this movie is, like if you've never seen it before, I don't think you're missing all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, uh, sitting through some of the, the jerky scenes. He's a jerk. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but he grows so much, Paul. Yeah, but that's why it's nostalgic because of, it, it does have good scenes and it's, uh, I think it's a good movie. It's just, if you haven't seen it before, I don't think it's, you have to necessarily go out and watch it. Paul, you know what I have to say to you? Inception. No, no. I'm If... Oh. <laughs> So it sounds like you're saying sometimes this movie is a hard movie to watch, but it being oh, hard is what makes it great. Oh yeah, that's true. Regardless though of that, I'd rate it nostalgic as well. <laughs> oh okay. Um, yeah, it was fun to revisit. Uh, I I feel like I feel like this would be a good movie to re to reboot or not reboot, but to remake. I think they could. I don't know, just. Tweak it, make uh, the story a little tighter, make the characters a little bit more, well, like Gina Davis' character. And by the way, uh, again, Gina. I thought they all again. did a great job with well, the characters I, that were written. I, I you know, no? I don't. Except for Gina Davis, I'm maybe. Trying, maybe, maybe that was the main thing. Just Gina Davis, and I will say that it was uh, Deborah Winger, I believe, had been cast and had done the baseball train and everything, and was set to be in the movie, but then. I forget exactly what happened, but she uh, bowed out, and they had to get Gina Davis last minute. And she she got up to speed really quickly, but um, it, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, I I felt like maybe it was 
I know she's a good actress. So that's why I think that she that was the direction she's given. I thought she did that that subtle thing well. Um, yeah. She was just she was supposed to be the strong silent type, you know. Yeah, I'm. It's a good story, and I I think I, I would like to see it with I would like to see it with the new coat of. So with that though, me rating it nostalgic, Paul rating it nostalgic, and the listeners rating it classic. The Retro Rewind Podcast rates A League of Their Own, a disputed nostalgic movie. Good job, listeners. <laughs> yes, good job. Thank you for contributing. That is awesome that it wasn't this movie wasn't just sort of banished to the hall of undisputed nostalgic. It's it has a little bit of classicness to it. So thank you. Um But you know what, Paul? Hmm. I've been wondering, you know, we, we do this podcast and a big reason we do it is that um, we want to let people know if they should see these movies again if they've never seen them, right? Yeah. That's that's a significant part. Um, one of the reasons we rate things classic. But people have to listen to the whole podcast just to the, to the firing solution. Major spoilers included. Major spoilers included. I mean, we give them alert that alert, but they just want to enjoy the show and they've never seen the movie because, you know, they, they just love our winning personalities. Um, not. Uh, then they ha- they're spoiled by the movie. Like they find out a husband dies in a league of their own and um, that the sister, that Dottie gives it up to her sister, Kit. I, so I'm wondering, you know what? We, we have a time machine here. We can just go back in time and mm-hmm. tell ourselves at the beginning of the episode that, hey, Francisco and Paul of the past, we rate this a disputed nostalgic. What do you think? Yeah, let's also tell the listeners too, not just us. Oh, that's a good point. You know, I, I think they might hear it too. So, um, Alice, uh, can you try to make that happen, please? Not try. Do it. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back, Alice. We gotta go back. Warning. Warning. Detected. We're back um, from existence. From existence. <laughs> Paul, we're not erased. Alice, we're back. Alice, now that we're back in our own time, we please uh, see if we have anything new on our tubes. New tube systems engaged. Uh, Paul, let's start with you. What is new on your tube? Well, look at what we have here. <laughs> Back to the future? No. Um, saw the movie uh, Jurassic World. Okay. So that's uh, new on my tube. Cool. I liked it. Uh, well, I didn't like it as much as the first movie, but I liked it better sure. than the second and the third. Oh, that's interesting. So, I tend to like the second one more than the first. Really? Oh, yeah. that's interesting. I, you know, I have only seen the second and the third one one time each, and that was like shortly after it came out, so it's been a while. So okay. and they made it sir, another rewatch, but I thought it was good. Um, I, I did think on the there list. were points that I think there are things in it that I uh, I, I would have changed personally, but mm-hmm. it's still a fun watch. Okay, cool. Yeah, Christy came back really loving it. Um, oh, cool. So I have not seen it, but cool. Oh, All right. oh speaking of which of not seen and seen you know you were wondering if i disappointed you last oh yeah (laughs) yes regarding kung fury here yes here's the thing and i normally don't watch things like this and the oddest thing convinced me to watch kung fury yeah so you wind up i watched it oh okay and you'll never guess what convinced me I probably um, not. I, I don't like gore. I don't like all that, the blood and the yeah, things. Yeah. So but you said know, last in movies episode. when people are chopped in half? Yes. I kind of find that fascinating. <laughs> like, oh, that's interesting. It's kind of like a medical look inside. I don't get grossed out, but my wife and a lot of other people I know are like totally put off by that. Yeah. So when Christy is like, oh, they cut a guy in half, and I'm like, oh, that was actually the turning point. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Who the funk? 
Well, and it, that it was only a half hour, and I've heard so many people like it. And uh, who was it on Facebook that said the '80s mm-hmm. production quality? Nate Henderson, I believe. Nate, yeah. yeah, good, good call, Nate. I, I totally agree. That was the best part for me. Mm-hmm. I thought the storyline was disappointing, though. By the end, it was just all like, okay, this is getting weirder and weirder. Yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, and. It doesn't and, make a lot of sense. Yeah, I wish they had spent more time on the um, the story there. Uh, but apparently, there he wants to make it into a feature length movie. It won't be the same movie. I mean, I'm sure there'll be certain elements that are the same, but um, I, I would I imagine the story I would wouldn't. Be. I wouldn't go see it if it was the same movie. In fact, well, yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend people to go see it because I just think it's kind of. Eh, about it i mean there are things that are really fun that are funny about it mm-hmm. but i was like all right but i wouldn't like i personally wouldn't share it okay. but it, i understand people who would That's so i guess i have two new tubes well, all right well i guess i don't need to share one then yeah i took yours because i'm not gonna ask <laughs> <laughs> and no one's here to bail you out <laughs> i know i was like there's no one i can't continue my streak combo breaker Oh, it's not fair. I'm forced to ask what's new on your tube. Oh, thanks for asking, Paul. Um, I've been uh, listening a lot recently to the Phil Vischer podcast. Oh, I didn't know he had one. He does, Makes yeah. sense. Um, he was one of the creators of VeggieTales, if that name doesn't ring a bell. And yeah, I really enjoy his podcast. It's uh, very Christian-based, so if you're not uh, Christian, I mean, he has other people of other faiths, like he recently had a atheist on, that's a friend of his, and I thought that was a really cool conversation that they had. Um, so it's not just like... Was it a, here's why you're an idiot back and forth? No, no, it's nothing okay. like that. Um, that episode wasn't, I haven't listened to it, like his old catalog or anything. Um, but that but, particular one. But that particular was. one was very respectful, and it was, they were good-natured, both of them, about it. It so uh, a lot of it is um, talk about sort of how theology um, coincides with current culture and trends and things, which, which I find I really enjoy um, podcasts like that. So I would recommend the Phil Vischer podcast. All right. Is that what it's called? The Phil Vischer podcast? Yeah. I think there's okay. a the in there, but philvischer.com um, is the site if you want to go to and uh, watch or listen to those. Oh, okay. Um, all right, Alice, will you please bring up the communication satellites? How about now? Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. All right, we have some feedback from. Oh my gosh. Just when I least expected, yeah, nice job making Bentley bark, Paul. Yeah, with your feedback sound. Um, I wish. <laughs> so we have uh, some feedback, as you would suspect, given the sound Paul just played. Uh, first, we have a comment on our last episode of RetroRewindPodcast.com slash sixty-five on "Can't Hardly Wait," and that was from a former our past host of the show and Paul's mom, Deborah Powers. She says, I agree with Christy. Movies that appeal to our baser natures are not entertainment to me and send the wrong message that sex is just a toy to play with and not the ultimate expression of love between two people committed enough to be married. Just my opinion. Thank you for adding your opinion, Deb. All our opinions are important. Uh, okay, Paul disagrees. All. all right. I'm sure everyone's opinion is important to them. Well, no. Sometimes my opinion is wrong and it's not important. Can opinions be wrong? Yeah. But they're just opinions. I mean, are you saying Yeah, sometimes I think I'm not that good, but I'm wrong because I am good. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. uh, Let's see. We have uh, some uh, some more feedback from a past show. Deb chimed in on Facebook saying, by the way, I'm listening to your latest podcast now and vote thumbs up for hearing personal stories and tangents when you guys stray from the movie. Uh, as long as you get back on track somewhere down the line. I love it. So, Keep it up, guys. Thank you so much, Dub. It's always encouraging to hear feedback. Yeah, like that. so now our podcast, as you can tell, will be a lot longer now because we uh, go into... You know, that reminds me. The other day I was walking down the street 
and I was wondering how long should this podcast be? And I think it's kind of, you know, it's fine, but if people want to hear stories, then maybe it should be longer. And, <laughs> um, and, and how long would that be? Maybe it should be a 24-hour live podcast, <laughs> just uh, continuously syncing. And then... Um, how would I know, ever I, edit it, Paul? No, it wouldn't be edited. I mean, I... But, well... We, I guess it wouldn't because there would be time sleeping. We can't constantly talk and tell stories in our sleep. So exactly. Um. So that wouldn't work. But you know, we'll we'll try to figure it out. I don't know. What do you think? I think that is a logistical nightmare. But yeah, I think I suppose anything's possible. No, but not beneficial. Exactly. (laughs) Well said. Way to disprove your own argument, Paul. I was about to say, way to nullify the whole thing to begin yeah, with. Everything yeah. now will be cut down and stories will be cut out. No, we'll still keep stories on. And um, and if and if you're someone who doesn't like hearing us stories, you just want to us to stick to the movie, then please let us know that too because all that feedback is very valuable. Um, I also want to call out Rob over on Twitter, who always retweets us, and we had a good... He had a question about um, one of the, the things in Can't Hardly Wait, like what was that called? And The Paul, gadget of the, the expanding ball. Yeah, which is called the Holberman, Holberman Sphere, Yeah, um, if you're looking for that toy. Uh, so me and Paul were at the ready to help with that. So if you ever have questions about these movies... Tweet us or Facebook us, and we can we do our best to answer them. So, thank you so much to everyone who left us feedback. If you want to leave us feedback on an episode on this episode or any other, the best place to do that is in our comment section for the show notes for this episode, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash sixty six, or on our Facebook group, which you can join again at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash group. Uh, I also want to mention that we are part of the Retro Junkies Network. Uh, which you can find at theretrojunkies.com. Uh, one show, another show I want to highlight this time is the Genesis Gems podcast. I never played a Genesis. I, okay, I take it back. I played Genesis once when I played Sonic the Hedgehog 2 at a friend's house, a story which I never shared on the podcast, funnily enough. Um, funnily enough. Yes, funnily enough. You know, like funnel cake. It's funnily. Um, yeah. I never shared it there, and I'm, I won't share it now. Uh, if you really want to know, Facebook me or tweet me and I'll share it there. But uh, <laughs> on Twitter, you don't have time on here, but on Twitter, you have time. <laughs> Which I hear they're they're removing the 140 character limit for private messaging only. Oh, cool. That's really good. I had not heard yeah. that. Beside the point, though, uh, the Genesis Gems podcast, they, they talk about... Uh, Genesis games, obviously, one by one. And it's it's a fun conversation. I like hearing about these games that I had no experience with, and it actually makes me want to go play them. So uh, you can hear Aaron Hickman, who joined us for the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 episode. He's actually one of the hosts on that. Uh, so let, go back to episode, episode retrorewindpodcast.com slash, 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 slash. Wow, that's a lot of slashes. And are Retro you a serial Rewind killer with all those slashes? RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 59 to listen to that or Genesis Gems to listen to the Genesis Gems podcast. Uh, now, before we head back to Nav Point Omega, I uh, want to say you can contact the show at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash contact or if you want to reach me, uh, Francisco, you can tweet me at FXRUIZX. And if you would like to find Paul, you can find all his information for his online presences at pauljpowers.com. Paul, will you tell us what movie game time continuum we'll be rewinding back to next time? See, this is the problem. I mentioned before last time in last episode, there is no game time continuum (laughs) because games exist within the space time continuum. Unless you're like in reboot where you actually go inside the computer and like play the games. That would be cool. Oh, but anyway, what are we doing time, next we'll, time, Paul? <laughs> we will be rewinding back to the year nineteen ninety two for Encino Man. So staying put in nineteen ninety two. 
Well, yeah, but we traveled back. We come back We're back future. now, That's so we true. have to go back again. Ah, okay, so it's good like, point. make up your mind if where you want to go, but we don't care. We like traveling through time. It does cool things to my hair. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But until then, we would love if you would uh, share the show with your friends or Francisco gives me a new script to read. <laughs> we would really appreciate it so much if you took some time to review us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or on the Jim uh, Locker and <laughs> and help others find the show when they're searching for retro podcasts. Or any podcast or, you know, something to do while they're bored. Have you heard a podcast? Check this out. Of course. If you want to keep the show all to yourself, just, you know, shut up. And uh, maybe even consider being a patron to our Patreon um, support page at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Patreon. Thank you, Paul. Well put. (laughs) In a way. In the way you, in the way you can only put it. Um, so thank you so much, Paul, for being on the show once again, being an awesome co-host and a good friend. I never thank you for that. Aw, well you're welcome, and thank you for doing the same. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, and whether this is your first time listening to the show or you've subscribed since episode one, uh, we. Whoa. Yeah, I know that'd be crazy. Uh, we appreciate you so much um, listening to this show, whether you're doing chores, doing homework. Regardless, thank you so much for being one of our listeners. And like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Wait, Retro like a Pokemon, you got to catch them all later? Isn't the whole point catching them all now? If you always wait till later, you'll never catch it. Because later is never now. It's always later. You're not thinking fourth dimensionally. Oh, I am. I'm thinking about catching them later, not now. It's fourth dimension. You're not thinking expressionally. Uh, maybe. There's no There's crying, no crying in, in podcasting. <laughs> or is there... It depends on if you think I'm a jerk.